Greetings. I'm Jay Severin. It is a special Sunday edition of the Giant Pod Pundit. It is April 7th, 2019, and this is number 16, Propaganda. of the giant pod pundit with Jay Severin. This past weekend, Democrat Democrats Trump OCD symptoms morphed into a new talking point, but an old trick. The progressive mob is now screeching demands for Donald Trump's personal income taxes and family finances four years before he was even president. Four years before he was president. Why? Here's why. To yet again try to overturn the vote of the American people, who knew before 2016 that Trump refused to release his personal uh, family financial records and made him president of the United States anyway. Even my friend Mitt Romney, called Democrat efforts moronic. Strong take, Governor, strong take. Let real Americans understand this is a shameful effort to manufacture a false scandal for a single purpose, to overturn by illicit means an American presidential election. Coming as a surprise to many But as we've been discussing for weeks, the Democrats will continue to feed CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, et al., all the garbage they require in order to present 24 hours of fake news. Until, in a few days, nobody can remember what the hell we were talking about last week. And that is just peachy for these Democrats. Thank you. You see, they know, they know none of these crank issues alone are going to hurt Donald Trump. Their strategy, such as it is, is to flood the zone, dump out an unquestioning, or dump out to an unquestioning media, an unending stream of charges. They can be personal, legal, political, anything the media could turn into another few days of negativity. The purpose here is simple and time-tested. And though insidious, it often works. It's propaganda. I practiced it for 25 years at least. I was formally trained in it in my master's program, uh, including, sidebar, including, by the way, at least a couple of professors who were there under uh, witness protection and false names with legends to describe where they had been prior to teaching. One of these was admitted to me. Another couple of them were confirmed to me by a third party a few years later. And I I was very happy about that because, for instance, one I knew about and can talk about, at least now, was the deputy chief of security for the people's state of Czechos, the People's Democrat State, 
of Czechoslovakia when it was fully under Soviet domination. Uh, so uh, that was useful, very useful stuff. Good to learn from someone like that. Well, anyway, the Democrats want each day, each week, you know, to, to have ready a bunch of crap that they know the media will run with, and the purpose is simple, you know. Though insidious, as I say, it often works. It's propaganda, the big lie. In effect, say something, or say somethings that are related. Say them long and repetitive enough, and at best, really at worst, some of it will seep into the collective consciousness, as it were. It should here be noted that not all people are equally susceptible to propaganda, which I'll bet you knew. As in most of life, it is the ignorant or plainly stupid that believe almost anything they see or hear on the TV, butter, whereas the intelligent are unimpressed and largely impregnable when it comes to uh, the ridiculous no matter how often or how hectic the repetition. No mistake, though, propaganda has been around a very long time, and like virtually all things that have been around a long time, it isn't because they never work. It's because they do. The Nazis believed it produced a significant tool for them. And you know what? It did produce a significant tool, Adolf Hitler. If that guy wasn't a tool, no one in history was. But the Nazis uh, made their uh, propaganda chief probably second in command, third perhaps to Hitler. Why? Not because it didn't work. Fascists, fascists of all stripe continue to use it, like many of today's progressive Democrats. Reprehensible, evil, and poorly dressed as they are, most of the top leaders of the progressive movement, most of the countless Democrat presidential candidates, for instance, are aware that most of their slander against President Trump is patently false. But they also know, if repeated and exaggerated, longly and loudly enough, millions of their low IQ supporters will rapidly incorporate these new lies into last week's lies, and voila, we have a new meme. Meme, a story, really only a rumor, as it has been known for centuries. A meme that starts, uh, nobody is ever sure how or where, rolling along, sticking to the inevitable discarded fingernails and boogers along the newsroom floor. Gross. Yes, it is, and they are. Laughable, but we... Patriotic citizens cannot, alas, dismiss them entirely unless we win next year. Then we can dismiss them and pull their noses, as my friend Chuck Dickens would say. But for now, remember, when you, in your daily life, in person or via the news media, witness Democrat robots, which, by the way, have all the features of a robot except intelligence, when these glassy-eyed robots repeating their, their facts, I, I use quotes here, their facts, because yes, they do, you know, 
believe in personalized facts. Your reality, my reality. The strategists working against Kavanaugh repeatedly hammered the women testifying or making charges against him as saying, remember to tell your reality. Your, your reality may be a fevered dream. Your reality may be the result of having failed uh, to take your 10,000 grams of thiamide or no, lithium this morning. I don't know. There is only one truth. By the way, it is heard here daily. So they want to give us their fact. Well, as they move them at us, i.e., Trump is a racist, Trump is a white nationalist, Trump colluded, Trump is a Russian agent. Remember that there is not one scintilla of evidence that has ever supported any of their facts. But then where did they come from? Three years old as they are. These Democrat talking points and political agenda began as a few Democrat spokesmen, including their presidential candidates, deciding, colluding if you like, colluding to unify a single message, a message of the day, a message of the week. They have one every day. They have one every week. This is not virtually they have one every day and every week. They literally have one, and Republicans have recovered them a number of times, brought them to the news media, and in my 20-plus years of national political life, a media life, not once, not once do I recall a story ever being done about, look at this, here's a clip from Democrats on tonight's CBS Evening News, NBC Nightly News, ABC World News Tonight, CNN with Poppy... Contraldo, I don't know, whoever it is, uh, MSNBC with Chrissy Matthews. Not once do I recall them saying, you know, incidentally, here are the clips of leading Democrats, or sometimes it's one person. That's an even better story. But here you have maybe three Democrats on six or seven different media outlets using the exact same wording in like a three-sentence statement like a paragraph statement, and there's not one comma out of place. Every single news appearance has exactly the same worded talking point. And the next day, every imbecile posing as a, quote, Democrat national strategist, end quote, on MSNBC, has memorized and is using the exact same period-for-period period talking point. So they know how to do this. And so they collude, if you will, to unify a single message, i.e. Trump's a Russian agent, and thus is that desperately false and defamatory filth picked up by their echo chamber uh, in the media across the party. So what is a hilarious, ludicrous notion to you and me when we hear it tonight on CNN and is never mind proven false. It doesn't go away. It morphs and survives as what average Democrats, aka imbeciles, 
will call their truth. Today's lies, no matter proven wrong, become part of their truth. That's why you hear every Democrat in the street or in the Congress say the same things. Well, we know that Trump's a liar. Well, uh, 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 look, uh, who was it? Uh, oh, it was Bernie Sanders speaking to a, a, a fairly large group, a rally, yesterday, I believe. That would be Saturday. And he said, and I quote, We know the President of the United States is a racist. We know the President of the United States is a liar. We know the President of the United States colluded with the Russians. And we know the President of the United States obstructed justice. End quote. He said those things word for word. And the truth in these does not matter. Today's charges, no matter how dopey, become their reality. And so that's why when you see them again, from the street to the Congress interviewed, they always say the same thing. Well, Trump's, are you for Trump? No, I'm not for Trump. We all know, everybody knows he's a liar and a racist. Oh, really? Everybody knows that? Everybody except the missing majority that didn't elect Hillary and the mystery majority that will re-elect Trump. You moron. Thus do today's punchlines for you and me become next week's Democrat agenda. Or as Democrat presidential candidates are wont to say, well, they may be imbeciles, but they're our imbeciles. I hope you enjoy uh, sooner rather than later the special Sunday slash Monday edition. I had it to say, and so I was planning to take the day off. But uh, when you have something, as I say, as we've been building here, if you're going to have something and be on the news wave of the day, but not too far out in front of the wave uh, and not behind it. So when you have something that's worth mentioning, you've got to make notes and go with it. Uh, and that's what I will continue to do. I uh, encourage and very much welcome your comments and company on Twitter, as I'm grateful for your thoughtful time this time. I'm Jay Severin. Oh, wait. Postscript. Following up on our story of two days ago, breaking news. Today's Sunday, and I'm confident it will be Monday, Tuesday, maybe throughout the week. Democrats were unsatisfied with the amount of coverage they received last week with their major talking point. And that was that sources perhaps close to Mueller said that, you know, the, the, the Attorney General Barr's summary of the report didn't make it sound onerous enough for Bush, which I think on its face is either a ludicrous charge or is about to be disproven. As I mentioned in yesterday's report to you, you know, I, I have this, this alarm system that sort of is in my stomach and I almost more than it is in my brain when something doesn't sound right to me. And rarely in my lifetime do I recall when two such profoundly opposing claims stood in opposition to each other. You've got half of America say, no, not quite half, but 
a, a plurality of Americans saying the Mueller report, when it's released, it will be a catastrophe for Donald Trump. And it will lead to his impeachment. The summary, the four-page summary submitted two Sundays ago by Attorney General Robert Barr is a total cover-up. And it did not begin to capture the awful things that Donald Trump did, but will be seen the moment the Mueller report is released. Now, you have virtually half the country saying that, and you've got more than half of the rest of the country, and every Republican in office, as much as the, as much as the Republicans fight and fuss and disagree about things when it gets into certain issues, there is not one Republican who believes or has said anything other than the president has been vindicated. So here you have, again, in profound opposition to each other, these two points which cannot coexist. That's, that's the essence of the point. These two stories cannot coexist. Either the Mueller report damns Trump or it doesn't. And, you know, I have assumed and hoped that it would be too brazen a lie for the Trump side, the Republican side, to tell if they knew that report, and they do, because Barr, <laughs> Barr's the one who wrote the summary on it. Does anyone believe that Attorney General Barr has not tipped off the president at some point? That the Attorney General of the United States has not shared his impressions of this report with the president, with his boss, the president of the United States. So again, I am fascinated and just a tiny bit sick that the, that I haven't seen the report yet, because if Barr's letter, if the charge that Barr's letter is too soft on Trump and never mind Barr's letter, if, it, if that report is released and it makes the president look considerably worse than the bar letter did, you will never hear the words bar letter again in your life. If the report is issued and it deviates from Barr's four-page summary, you will never hear the words bar summary again, because everyone will talk about nothing but the report. And if it has if it has an ounce of even some guilt in there about which side to believe, then the Democrats will turn this in to an impeachment document. The Democrats will turn this into an impeachment document. And remember, the Mueller report was there to find fault of a civil nature. And, uh, and, and of course, of a legal nature. When Jerry No No Nadsler gets his hands on this report, if he does, if there's an ounce of anything in this that sounds dubious in any way, they don't have to reach the level of guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. The bar of guilt, as we've discussed, is not that high in politics. It's not even what it would be in a, in a civil case. 
someone suing someone else. And that would be the preponderance of evidence, as in, say, 51, 49 at least for one side. That's not even in play here. If the Mueller report contains an ounce of dubious uh, charges against the president that suggest in any way that it is that that it is within the realm of reason to keep alive these charges of collusion and obstruction, then it doesn't it will not matter whether collusion or obstruction exist. It will only matter that Jerry Nonadsler will be in possession of a document that may be what he considers high crimes and misdemeanors. Because high crimes and misdemeanors are, as you know, only what Congress says they are. And if you can get 218 congressmen to agree, 200 members of the House, I'm sorry, 218 members of the House, then this president will be impeached. It will go to the Senate, where I trust there are enough Republicans with NADs that will make sure this doesn't happen. Three-fifths of a vote being required to confirm impeachment and therefore issue recall, whereby a president is recalled from office. Trump may be impeached, but I trust he will never be recalled by this Senate, which, by the way, is why the Democrats may wait for impeachment if they think they don't have, or even maybe if they do, but if they think they don't have, realistically, if they get in a room together, four or five of them at the top of the party, and they say, we can do a lot to damage Trump in this campaign, but we can't defeat him. We're not, look, look at the polls in the you know, Midwest industrial states and Florida and South, and you know, we're not going to beat him. So why fire this precious ammunition now? Let's wound him in every way we can, up to and through and after the election. And on the day before he is to be sworn in for a second term, we will announce impeachment hearings for the President of the United States. And they'll impeach him in the second term again doesn't mean they'll remove him, but there are senators up for election and re-election in 2020. Aha! So the composition of Trump's only lifesaver, which is the makeup of the U.S. Senate right now, it's largely Republican. One that probably cannot go three-fifths for an impeachment charge right now, but what happens to the makeup of the Senate in the 2020 elections? Thus would no Nadsler uh, reason. The odds aren't on our side right now, after election especially. And the media will keep this quiet at the Democrats' direction. The media won't talk about this. Fox will. Nobody else in print or electronic will. What the Democrats, I think, are really looking at is the Senate elections for 2020. If they can keep the House, and I'm not sure they can, by the way, because, of course, if they lose the House, that's the end of impeachment. But if they keep the House, and they can win, what is it, six seats in the Senate, eight seats, 
10 seats? I don't know. I don't know right now. I will know better than anyone when we get a little closer. But if they should capture the Senate and hold the House, they've got impeachment and they may have recall. So that is certainly one of the things they are thinking about, which I hope you still are after after this lengthy uh, discourse by me, Jay Severin. I'll see you on Twitter immediately and almost continuously. It's a sick thing, Twitter. And uh, tomorrow, Excelsior.